Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling to X Pod. Again, the code Wrestling to X Pod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We gotta welcome you to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C and Ro Moran checking in with our virtual backgrounds, and Chino checking in from Manila, from Metro Manila. Where else would he be? Yeah, we're locked down, right? Oh, no, we're in Okay. 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 Yeah, we all have thoughts about the Thunderdome. Actually, we have a lot to talk about for this week. Um, before we do that, though, we got to give a shout out to our live viewers who are already checking in sa Facebook. We've got JK, Glenn, Martin, our usual suspects. Thank you so much for joining us already. Uh, we're talking about SummerSlam weekend. And when we, we say SummerSlam weekend, we're basically oh. including Raw. So, yun, yun yung pag-usapan natin for this week. Sige, Chino, let's get those let's early shoutouts. Let's get to the Kumu shoutouts as well. Hello to Notice Me Idol, to random user 129-956-7328, who says Asuka versus Sasha Banks with a G. With a G. <laughs> uh, Joshua Burden, hello. Josh Calaguan, hello. Mark Joseph Cadua, and all the other random nameless users. Hello to you. Thank you for joining us on Kumu. All right. So, sige, let's get right to it. Let's get down to business, shall we? Shall we? Or gusto niyo pa bang mag-foreplay? Kasi parang dami na nating questions from the listeners. Eh. Ano pang, ano pang foreplay natin yan? Eh, Pare-pareho naman ang iisip natin lahat. Yes. We're all talking about uh, SummerSlam weekend. To say that's, what's, that's what happened recently. So, let's get to it. Alright, let's start off with a big piece of news coming out of SummerSlam weekend. Roman Reigns, the big dog, is back in WWE. Uh, he's got a full beard, which is not first time that a full beard. We've seen that before, and I've always been a fan of that. More importantly, he's got better teeth. He fixed the gap teeth. And uh, he's he's also got a new edge to him. Because when the first thing he did was to si sina Braun Strowman and The Fiend. Doesn't he look... Jack too? No, is that, uh, uh, yeah. You tend to look Jack. Yeah, no, no, you tend to... Uh, no, um... I'm going to show you that he looked Jack. He posted a picture like a while ago. Okay. 
Yeah, see, I, this, is my, this is my first time seeing Roman Reigns after he uh, pre-WrestleMania, pre-Quarantine Mania. And yeah, I posted a video saying, I am so, so shocked with how Jack he looks. Very, it, it gave me Dothraki vibes. This is what I'm saying. Very Dothraki-ish. Are you saying that because of Jason Momoa? Is that because, why you're... No, because he looks, he's Jack Balbasarado, long hair. And he's someone like Jason Momoa. And then maybe, yeah, no, Jason Momoa is not Samoan. Okay. He's not? He's Hawaiian. What is, what is, oh, Samo, Hawaiians are Samoan. No, they are not. They're two I mean, different countries. Sorry, sorry. Hawaiians are Pacific Islanders the same no. way Samoans are Pacific Islanders. Okay, then so if that's the same family. Yeah, if you're saying Pacific Islander, then yes. Parang sinabi mong Malaysians are Filipino. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <Hawaiians are Filipino. laughs> I like this because for the first time, they're going to be Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, super jacked. Thanks, Lance. Yeah, uh, Roman looks great. Jets. Roman looks great. I love. Uh, I, I've I've always loved Roman's look, naman. Even though I was never really um, a diehard fan of his work in the ring, pero I I love everything he brought to the table. I love how he just uh, took his career into his own hands, basically, and inserted himself right in the Universal Championship picture right after Bray Wyatt won again uh, against Braun Strowman. I thought na. Everything is everything was basically done right from Bray defeating Braun uh, to Roman just eviscerating both of them. The uh, only weird thing for me is the fact that the three of them immediately have a title match less than a week after this all happened. Oh, hi. I was going to yeah. wait on uh, SmackDown. Sorry, sorry. I was going to wait for SmackDown, and you know someone could probably bring up the fact that oh, Roman Reigns was supposed to have a WrestleMania match, uh, a WrestleMania title match, right? And so, you know, so Sana, you know, you get on and um, you know, on and on kayfabe reasoning as to why he's getting a championship match, but uh, they went right to it. So here we are with uh, with uh, lack of logic. Hey, that's that all. Let's go. he's gonna keep on doing that the whole night. So you better pick your spots. You better pick your fucking spots. Hey, hey oh, guys, I'm just following what the Kubo guys told us to do, alright? Pick your spots. Don't spot. shoot the messenger. Pick okay? your spots, Chino. Pick Be like spot. Roman Reigns. He saved this stuff until the, the very best moment. That's that's what you should do. I think, okay. Guys, I don't know about the diamonds. What go away? We're in the middle of conversations here. We've got actual feedback saying that you, uh, you have bad timing. So we better pick your spots. Anyway... Uh, the biggest question actually here is whether Roman turned heel. Because I've seen a lot of people saying that he turned heel just because he speared both uh, uh, both Bray Wyatt and Ron Strowman. And does that automatically make him a heel? I don't think so. I think na Braun actually started turning heel after he um, got physical with Alexa on SmackDown. So if The Fiend is a heel, and if Braun is also a heel, then the third person in the feud is most probably the closest thing you have to a babyface. And I think they're trying to peg Roman as a Stone Cold type of babyface. Kind of like how they refreshed all these characters like Finn Balor. Uh, he, he was supposed to be a heel, then he became the Stone Cold-like babyface, or John Moxley in AEW. I think 
bookers in WWE and AEW are seeing this pattern, they think it's working, so they're gonna try it on Roman uh, on somebody na historically this hasn't really worked, but because they're working with the Thunderdome where they're clearly piping in the reactions that they want for uh, specific superstars, then I think it's the perfect time to pull off an experiment like this. Right. Well, I feel that Roman Reigns is the, is the heel. Because I see The Fiend as a face now. Um, I was watching SummerSlam over the weekend, and I remembered what Ro was saying about how there was almost a double turn during the very last um, SmackDown before SummerSlam. And I, I kind of can see it, but not quite. Namely because... I find it hard for people to cheer for a guy whose moniker is the monster. Like you, uh, the feel, yes, yes, because na hatagi But throughout this match, even if it was brief, the fiend was actually getting hurt a lot. He wasn't so unstoppable in like unlike his other matches, right? You can see him go down, take a beating, but then get back up, right? But it also made the point. To show how strong uh, Braun Strowman is, right? and how unhinged he is as the new monster, he re- went as far as to go rip up the ring and expose the wood. Right? Last person who did that in a WWE setting was Tommaso. Was Tommaso was Johnny? One of them, right? and one of them was the heel. Clearly, a heel in this setting. So for me, I can kind of see. How somebody who dresses like the fiend and who looks like the fiend can elicit empathy from the viewing audience. That said, when Roman Reigns just went out and speared everybody, it's not within the context of a straight facing. So, so to me, his alignment goes a little bit towards the English side. My answer for now is that. Feeling ko the storytelling is still magulo. Uh, magulo pa rin siya right now. Tinamo, uh, we're, de- we're debating on whether uh, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt are actually face or heel, right? And while uh, dapat lang ni gray area, that okay lang mong grow gray area, um, the fact that we don't know goes to show that they haven't gotten all of this down pat. So to me, the fact that we don't know face or heel dito, it made it made Roman Reigns coming in even more unclear. So I'm just gonna go off on what he was saying to Braun, to Bray Wyatt, but oh he hasn't earned it yet. He's just a freak in a match. So right now, while he hasn't explained himself yet, I'm gonna call him a dick at this moment. Uh, I don't yeah. know whether that means. He's a healer of face, but I do know he's a dick. This is the weird thing about having this kind of schedule for the WWE. You have a pay-per-view with a marquee matchup that takes place a week after this just happened. So I don't think a week is enough time to tell a story, especially if you only have one episode where this is all going to take place. Right? It essentially uh-huh. happened over... You essentially have to explain the story in a 15-minute segment. That's how much yep. time you have to explain who the face and the heel is. And so I don't know how uh, what their plan is here. It's very underbaked 
Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, I've, I've got to point out that you said Jackie in the comment section. Uh, at the end of the day, Alexa Bliss is still the woman in the fridge, which I pointed out last week. Yeah, um, I, I hate it because she was supposed to be a central piece of the story. Tapos SummerSlam happens. Niho uh, niha walang Alexa Bliss, and then now we're all talking about Roman and this triple threat. So, uh, yeah, you guys are right. The storytelling um, hasn't been hasn't been developed well. Hindi pa na flesh out lahat ng motivations and this schedule really takes away from the pacing that a story like this deserves. So yon, those are our thoughts on the Roman return. Uh, shout out by the way to admin Angelo who is also uh, commenting and he he thinks that Braun is still a face at this point. So sige, uh, we have that. Um, you, you guys want to move on to uh, to Keith Lee? See, we're all debating. We're all debating. We don't know. We don't know what they actually are. So that means the storytelling yeah. is bad. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, can we, can we yeah. talk about real quick? Um, no, no, uh, sorry. Let's talk about real quick. Uh, sorry to hijack it a little bit, but you mentioned this is something earlier in that they're piping in, uh, they're piping in the audience reactions that they want. And yeah. this is a feature of the new Thunderdome. I think we should address right out because it's the biggest elephant in the room, the right? Yeah, I also have feelings about that. Now, um, I noticed particular production elements all throughout more than other people. And I feel like they need to learn how to modulate this ambient noise, man. Like, they need to learn how to to not match. Because what I can see what they're trying to do, they're trying to match the atmosphere of a live studio audience. That said, there will never be any sort of equivalent to that unless you actually get people in the stadium. That's the only way you can get that ambient noise to perfect level. However, when they try to do it artificially by, first of all, having the LEDs all around the ring, which I don't have a problem with, but secondly, piping in, layering in that crowd noise, the cheers, the boos, it's, it becomes so distracting. It became hard for me to watch. At certain point, yeah, I have a, I have a different take on it because I actually enjoyed it. Um, what I really hated about the empty arena shows or when you had yung one row of NXT talent surrounding yung performance center ring is that parang kulang talaga. Yeah, sige maingay sila pero hindi siya as lively and as boisterous as we all expect a pro wrestling event to be. So yeah, um, yung LED screens na lahat may kanya-kanyang background, parang sanay na tayo eh, because we live in the virtual reality era, di ba? Yung mga conference call natin, the Zoom calls, ito mga StreamYard conferences like uh, what we have right now. Yun, napatawad ko na yun eh. Normal na yun, di ba? Uh, but the ambient noise for me actually works kasi uh, I, I, I wasn't as tempted to scrub through matches and fast forward to the ending or to the finish. Uh, I actually wanted to stick around and be like, oh, okay, cool. Ito, ito yung ginagawa nila. Like, alam mo yun, parang mas, mas may energy na siya ulit. And it kind of made me feel like it was wrestling before the pandemic. So that's how yes. I felt. Lagi ka bang nag-OT tapos OTY? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isa kang immortal. I'm Stanley Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang nagchichismisan lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, pumapasok man, petics, o work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kita-kits, mga immortal!
100% agree. I didn't care how imbalanced the the, the ambient noise was as long as me me sa background mas nagaganahan ako manood the match because parang no talagang no matter how good the wrestling is if the background is quiet it all it all feels like it sucks. Ganun talaga eh. So I'm just really glad that they figured out a way and it's actually good for them. It might even be better than an actual live crowd because with this one uh, as we mentioned kanina they're actually pumping in the, the reactions they want and it really helps for the stories they're trying to tell okay even though, yes major cheating sha wait let me finish yes major cheating sha and it's not going to fool anyone who is more discerning um it goes a long way in you know establishing or reestablishing pro wrestling in the new normal so go ahead okay i i, I get i'm not saying that take it out completely guys okay not yeah, i'm yeah. not against the idea of layering in ambient audience sound throughout the wrestling match what i'm saying is sometimes the booths are so overwhelming that it doesn't <laughs> feel like the wrestler is paying attention to the crowd reaction you know remember how when you, there used to be crowds and people started booing a heel the wrestler would actually take a beat and stop and say, ah, wait, lambs, shut up, or something to that extent. When Randy Orton, particularly this example, when Randy Orton was delivering his monologue, his soliloquy, the middle of the ring, booze were just used as a bed, basically, which was so ah, disturbing wait. for me, because that means that the wrestler didn't care about the reaction. It was just there. Oh, it's nothing there. It's it's baseless motivation. So I would want to have that level of interaction. Incorporate it better. Instead of just using it as a bed. If they can if they can time it, do it in rehearsal. There are ways around this wherein the booze don't just aren't just there. They aren't just thrown in for the sake of having noise. Chino, pwede ka natin mag-apply as successor ni Kevin Dunn. Oo. Oh. <laughs> 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 Nes, ito yung mga bagay na kami ni Ro, di namin ito naisip. And to think na, you know, we have a little bit of experience in the production side, but for you to have that nuance, good for you. Kasi, yung, again, uh, not everyone thinks of that immediately. Well, although, I will say though that uh, Chino's, uh, Chino's gripes about it would matter more if the show wasn't live. I said the show was live as far as we know, and they're going to keep doing it live as long as they're in the Thunderdome. So, uh, as long as live siya, hindi mo siya coordinate ng ganun ka granular. So, I would rather that, I would I would understand you more if the show was taped and they were they were really piping the sound in, in post-production. Sige, sige, pagbigyan natin. So, uh, uh, okay lang talaga sa akin na uh, hindi magkatugus and yung cheers here. Uh, with the crowd. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about the Thunderdome, uh, there's news that came in from a reporter in Florida, from a news reporter there. Um, the contract between WWE and the city of Orlando is until October 31. So the Thunderdome setup will be until the end of October. And um, they act, apparently WWE got a great deal because they're paying $200,000 to rent Amway Center. So naka breakdown pa yung yung fees for events. So pag pay-per-view on a Sunday, it's $12,500. Pag uh, Raw or SmackDown, it's $10,000 and then for any other day outside of that, it's $7,500. So 
Uh, really interesting how WWE has adapted here. And I know we've been very hard on them since the pandemic, since Black Wednesday. But uh, with, with Thunderdome being as innovative as it's become, uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. Remember how before we even saw what Thunderdome was looked like, people all over the internet, before even seeing that thing in action, just shat on the idea of having yep. like an enclosed WWE stadium in essence. And now everybody's praising it, right? No, 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 no. Not everyone likes it. Not everyone likes it. I, I can promise right. you that it's, it's, it's still mixed reactions. Um, the, the people who like it just miss the actual wrestling atmosphere. Well, yeah, okay. The WWE product will always draw uh, split reactions from people, right? That's uh, that's always been their thing. But this whole, the Thunderdome, I have to say, it actually looks better than advertised. Uh, it does, it does. They it looks were better like, than the screenshots. Yes, if absolutely. I know, I know that it's been a while now since Mania, but if Mania had taken place inside the Thunderdome, I'm pretty sure it would have been a lot better. Oh, no man! Exactly what I said in the in my review of SummerSlam. <laughs> I, I said clearly. Sana talaga, sana talaga nila before, pero I guess uh, they only could do this now because they had the Orlando bubble, and they can't do other uh, arenas back then, back in March and April. Yeah, nakatulong din na because the Orlando Magic are in the NBA bubble, the Amway Center is basically free and because of the pandemic, there are no events at the Amway Center. Kaya narent na rin ng WWE for, you know, the next couple of months. Um before we move on from the Thunderdome, uh we have to talk about the mga random signs that or the random people and images that have shown up in the Thunderdome. Uh okay, so some of the more wholesome ones were Pikachu. <laughs> did, you, did you see a, a stop the order master sign stand? I'm sorry. What? What? Did you see the stop the Uyghur massacre? No, wala, wala. Wala, wala, ano? Wala, walang Uyghur massacre. Pero yung medyo politically motivated was Fire Velveteen Dream for obvious reasons. Uh, there was also somebody, some wise guy who put up a KKK image. Uh, there was somebody. There was another wise guy who put up Chris Benoit, and another wise guy who um, put up a snuff film. Inalang. That's all I'll say without without details. So all of those. Um, all of those out of left field examples aside, parang okay naman eh, kasi may producer pa nga na nagko-coordinate. Oh, it's Drew McIntyre, WWE champion. You guys should cheer or oh, it's Randy Orton. He's an evil snake. Boo. Ganyan. So, na-encourage din sila na mag uh, mag-gay, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh our our friend Abby, frequent listener of the podcast, was actually in the Thunderdome. Oh, and really? she got yeah, 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 she got uh, she got access to the 4:30 p.m. Eastern time slot. So pre-show. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, uh, so so it goes to show that even in the Philippines, you can be in the Thunderdome. Basta lang wag wag kang patalo, alam mo yun? Like okay, but eh, wag kang patalo, wag kang maglagay ng snuff film or wag kang wag maglagay si Chris Benoit doon, 'di ba? Wag kang mampatalo. The good thing naman is uh, for the people Trying to ruin the Thunderians. It's not like they're gonna get thrown out of you know of TV. I, I mean, the whole show gets thrown out of TV just because of these people. So within uh, they can you know they can kick people out and then let other people in. So the good thing is they can easily rectify. Chino, any thoughts on these uh, these randos? Na kung ano ano yung sa Thunderdome. I mean, what do you expect? People are just inherently assholes. Like, so we will always try to put the nose over. 
it's always going to happen in any sort of entertainment setting. Uh, as a comedian, you encounter hecklers. These guys are essentially virtual hecklers, right? They they want they want to they think they're helping when they're trying to put themselves over when they're not. Clearly, they're not. So WWE as a company is large enough and and scaled enough to have people dedicated to finding out who these assholes on the thing are and just weeding them out from the from the screen right from the led screen so it's it's nice that you have a company that's that diverse and that specified that can do that yung siguro nagustuhan ko na talaga is yung fire velveteen dream because you know uh we we all know na he's still under fire that um WWE's kind of dismissed itong allegations but clearly there are people still making noise even Rhea Ripley liked the tweet alluding to these allegations against Velveteen Dream and based on the reactions uh, towards Velveteen Dream nung TakeOver 30 you can kind of tell that the PC talents know something at hindi lang sila makapagsalita for whatever reason and they're taking it out on the Velveteen Dream by just not reacting to anything he's doing during the ladder match which I will say is a much better reaction than other people if you know if I may say so myself yeah Yeah. being professional about it (laughs) <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, Chino, you want to get to some shout-outs from uh, our, our viewers on Kumu? Yes, a lot of you guys are hooking us up with all these gifts. Thank you so much to Dan Stan all again. Francis Loves NBA says, Drew McIntyre is the best. Triple exclamation mark. That's how much he loves Drew McIntyre. Uh, he also sent us some suits. And Pulang Caballo, care of LTO, saying hello. Also, Spartacus. Uh, it's a suit. I don't know what kind of oh, suit dude, it okay. is. <laughs> uh, Spartacus. Spartacus underscore. Hey, Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus. Hala. Thank you. Thank Hala. you. Hala. Hala. Thank you, Spartacus. Saying what's up to Mariah1616. Big Stubbs. Zikwa. I, I don't know how to read your name, man. I'm sorry. Liza the Wayfarer and uh, Spartacus. And Anna 0216. Hello to you all, guys. Thank you for joining. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to more wrestling talk and talk about Keith Lee. So he starts his weekend dropping the NXT Championship to Karrion Cross, and Karrion Cross dislocated his shoulder then towards the end of that match. And then the very next day on SummerSlam, in announced bigla na he's gonna appear on Raw. And now he's in a high-profile storyline with Randy Orton. Then by next week, they're going to be facing each other at Payback. So what are your thoughts on Keith Lee getting rockets trapped like this? He drops his title and his theme music and his gear. He dropped three things. <laughs> so he called up to Raw. <laughs> oh, my. No, I don't, I don't hate the music. Uh, a lot of people hate it because it doesn't sound, uh, it doesn't sound you know, like uh, the hip-hop that suits him. But I didn't really like the old song that much because it was whack rapping. I mean, I'm sorry. I think it was him who rapped on the track, but it, it wasn't was... that good. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good. Uh, he should fire whoever wrote the verse for him because it really wasn't good. <laughs> it really wasn't good. So uh, the the Brock Lesnar rip off is better sounding to me. But I know that a lot of people don't like it. So it's still possible that people will change. Uh, WWE will change the the theme because of all the negative feedback so just cross your fingers on that one uh i don't um 
I don't know about the shorts. As someone who changed to shorts as well, uh, it just wasn't a good look when he was wearing it with the tank top, with a sleeveless tracksuit. skirt uh, and it wasn't a good pairing at all. Uh, maybe it's just gonna take some time to grow on, especially when you see him more without the without the the the, the, the tank top. That tank top. Um, as for the rocket strapping. I am cautious to, to call it anything other than a rocket, rocket strapping. Because it's the first week. Uh, it could still very well change after the first week of you know going after Randy Orton. Malay natin, malay natin, mag drop off after payback. Maybe he gets slotted off into a terrible mid card angle after this. So I'm gonna withhold judgment for now and just hope for the best. Igalchino. Your thoughts? Uh, with regards to the song, I actually have news from the internet that said WWE is actually trying to veer away from using any music or encouraging its wrestlers to veer away from using music created by the CFO, CFOs, uh, CFO dollar signs. Because it, it has something to do with royalties. Basically, every day play the music on TV, the CFOs get a cut. And I WWE because money is everything, right? So that, that, that's why they tried this new track on Keith Lee. Now, I didn't have a problem with his rapping because he's not a rapper. <laughs> I didn't expect him to break down some bad bars in the two minutes that you hear the song, right? Nobody, like Shawn Michaels sang his own song. Was it, a song? No, it was trash as hell, but people still loved it. For this Keith Lee song, because it fits his character. It was empowering, you know, whenever he speaks, he speaks so eloquently. That's one thing that's unique about Keith Lee, this giant human being, speaks so eloquently. And that's what I loved about the song, right? And that's what captured me about Keith Lee. Now, replacing it with generic Brock Lesnar music, I'm sorry, remember how back in the day when you used to create the wrestler, they preloaded songs. <laughs> exactly, it sounded like that. And it was so frustrating because they took his personality away. They took away his gear. They took away his 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 theme song. His beard. They took away his beard. Who is he now? That's why it's so hard for me to believe that this rocket stopping is, is going all straight to the moon, as Kevin Grimes says. Because WWE or the main roster shows have had a history of just burying NXT talent when they started out so well. We've given examples of this in the past. Ricochet being the more prominent one. Right? Where is he now? Nobody knows. Because he seems to fit the Vince McMahon mold of big dude that can do anything that speaks well and, and former football guy. Right? He fits that mold and you want him to succeed in that environment. Especially for being, uh, if I'm mistaken, the second only African American to the NXT title. Yeah, the second uh, after Big E in 2015. E, so that's a, a big thing for Keith Lee. So I, I want, I want, I basically I want WWE just to be better, man. Just stop taking things away from people. Just stop. We've got comments from the live stream. Uh, si Neil Sabinia back in the Indies, Keith Lee never really had facial hair, so it's not bothering him too much. So okay, um, I, I guess this is my bad because I didn't do my Keith Lee homework before he showed up on NXT. So for me, I, I kind of liked him. Na, you know, he had that scruff on him. Yeah, uh, Jacob Tambunting from the 
Smart Henry offices. Oh, sige, sige, go. You first. Uh, sige, go I was just going to say that there was a time uh, on NXT that he didn't have the beard. But he didn't always have the beard, so it didn't bother me that much as well. Okay, uh, Jacob says on the live stream that Karrion Cross is great, but we didn't see the extent of Keith Lee on top on NXT. So let's talk about this because his uh, Keith Lee's run as NXT champion barely lasted what five six weeks, and um, and they they kind of booked themselves into a corner for me. Uh, yeah, Keith Lee is great. His rise to the top, that story was all re- was was really really good. But at the same time, my dominant champion can then a baby face in Drew McIntyre. I kind of don't need one in NXT with Keith Lee. Plus, the way they've built up Karrion Cross is if kung natalo si Karrion Cross kay Keith Lee, magbumuwa siyang gago. Ganun na lang. Like he demolished Champa, demolished uh Dijak. Tapos biglang pagdating kay Keith Lee, wala, womp womp talo, uh, you know. Um where where does that leave Karrion Cross? And the NXT Championship, kahit na sabihin natin Keith Lee is a transitional champion. Sige, whatever. Um babyface champions ideally are there for the chase. Like, it's really just more fun and more compelling to see them chasing after a title rather than them holding it for a very long stretch. Which is why at some point, I was AJ Styles when he went over a year as WWE Champion. Those are my thoughts on how, how quick yung title run Keith Lee was. Kayo, what, what do you guys think? Uh, I really didn't mind it because it was really just a battle of, you know, who was gonna, who was gonna break who first. And between two guys who were positioned to be such big names and, you know, Dominant talents on the main event scene at NXT. Somebody had to lose to the game, and to me, more important to me was Karrion Cross that he that he didn't lose because he was the fresher talent. Keith Lee's already proven he's been a American champion. It didn't matter that you know he didn't have a long reign as NXT champion. It didn't matter to me. It didn't take away from the fact that he was a huge talent. So. Uh, must, must, uh, sorry, Karrion Cross had more to lose if he lost that match, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I agree with what Rose said. Um, to add, I would like to say that I don't see Keith Lee as a transitional champion. The mo- We were after the moment. We weren't after the reign. We were after the fact that there was the, a person of color who reached the top of the mountain, so to speak, and got both titles. That's what we were after. We were after a guy who who wanted to be on top of that mountain, right? So I don't really see his short reign as a downside to his potential as an athlete. If anything, Tamarasiro, that if Karrion Cross did lose, he would lose a lot more steam than Keith Lee, right? He would have to go all the way around uh, his story arc again terrorizing people and whatnot. So I feel like this was Karrion Cross's match to actually lose. It was his, it was if the rumors are true and he's spending as little time in NXT as possible, and this was just the right move. Yeah, sulitin na nila, diba? Because it, it does look like Karrion Cross is getting the Kevin Owens push. All the way down to Kevin, uh, to, yeah, Kevin Owens going to the main roster in less than half a year. Right, okay. Uh, let's move on back to the main roster and let's talk about the women. Sasha Banks has dropped the Raw Women's Championship to Asuka, and then now uh, the Golden Role Models are in a feud against the unlikely alliance of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. 
So two things to address here first, Sasha being the first one from the Golden Role Models to drop the title. Uh, what, what, what are our thoughts on this? See, I told you it was about to happen. So it was only a matter of time. They were, milk they were obviously milking the title reign uh, just so the eventual breakup would have more meaning, wouldn't feel rushed. And here we are after what an entire summer entire spring and summer of you know the golden role models uh basically having it up in the entire women's division now we're seeing some cracks in the relationship now it's going to mean a lot more when someone someone turns face i think sasha's turning face here uh it's only gonna look good and uh as for the team of nia Jax and Shayna baszler i don't know it feels like they needed someone to, uh, to 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 challenge for the championships, uh, I wish it was uh, built up a little more, but uh, it was the best they can do. It seems it looks like. I'm glad to love Nia Jackson Shayna. Like, what is their commonality? Well, I uh, guess it's uh, Sasha and Bailey. The and I, I mean, yeah, I guess okay, but then if you bring that up, you're also going to have to bring up all the other random tag teams that went somewhere in the WWE. So that's besides my point. Um, I I can see where this is going now. I guess it took them forever to get there. Um, I don't see them actually dropping the titles though to to Nia and Shayna just because Nia and Shayna's tag team doesn't make sense to me. Um, no, I don't uh, see why. I don't see why they have to strap Nia with Shayna and sort of share her uh, push. Essentially, that's what I feel is going to happen if they do win. And I don't know if they're still hot on Shayna Baszler, if they still like her enough to give her enough of a singles push. But if they do, it's such a disappointing move because Shayna Baszler entered, started her main roster career essentially demolishing everybody in an Elimination Chamber match and then just disappearing from TV. So, The reason why uh, this this team doesn't make sense is because they failed Shayna. Um, if they didn't uh, pull Shayna from TV just because Vince apparently doesn't like her and the way she is and the way she looks, right, uh, they could have had a longer uh, feud between uh Shayna and Naya that would be like the women's version of Cesaro versus Sheamus and again that yes so if they only kept her a lot longer uh the, the mutual respect would have been felt but I do think that it doesn't have to make sense for Shayna and Naya to win because I remember these two are much bigger than Bailey and Sasha so I can easily see them winning the championships from them at payback they're also super strong like um you know uh, say what you want about Shayna Baszler, but that woman is still a killer. Say what you want about Nia Jax, but everyone she touches gets hurt. So logically, diba, if you put Sasha and Bailey, who look super tiny, next to uh, Nia and Shayna, uh, logic will dictate that the bigger, stronger women should win the championships. Um, I'm gonna agree with Chino here and say na sobrang nakagago lang na at the start of Raw magkagalit tong sina Nia and Shayna nagaangasan sila. And then just because napansin nila na Bailey and Sasha were weaseling their way out of that segment on Raw, they're like, "Uy, magkampiyan na lang tayo pagtulong natin tung dalawa." Weird siya kasi how often does that happen in real life na magkagalit kayo 
Diba? Nag-aaway kayo right then and there. Tapos biglang meron kayong mas malaking kaaway sa tabi. Uy, sila na lang awayin natin, diba? Hindi siya logical, eh. I don't no, know. No, I haven't uh, been in that many fights no, in my life, but... No, no, no. Okay. I, I got an answer for this. Devil's Advocate. So, uh, the two of them, Sasha and Bailey, have been uh, hamming it up for the entire summer and spring, uh, taking over the entire women's division, diba? So, if I were... Um, I could actually defend their logic by saying that uh, the beef I have with this other person is not greater than, you know, the fact that these two have been champion for so long and have been such cowardly heels for so long. So I can totally see them saying, uh, uh, let's get rid of these guys first and return to figure out what we have after that. Jeffrey, um, uh, it, it boils down to the storytelling. But I do think that given enough time, the WWE has been hitting you know the storytelling matches out of the park recently. So I think if they can sell both Naya and Shayna's frustration with each other and then frustration with Sasha and Bailey, they could effectively tell these stories and the beats that they have to tell. Sige, uh, let's uh, transition to NXT then. Uh, before we get to that, Chino, may shoutouts ba tayo from our listeners on Kumu? Yes, let's do some shouts on Kumu. Why don't we say hello to our new listeners out there? My sacrifice, Dino Bokloy, Jaru OA, Chinlin, Precious Ofiana, and JK Sambila, Sambilad Lovemore. Hello to all of you joining the stream, guys. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us, for, for watching, and for listening. Uh, if you missed out on some parts, you can catch the audio-only version of the podcast on Spotify. So that will be up by tomorrow afternoon. Also, oh, sorry. Is, yeah. Th- sorry, somebody just followed us. Thank you for the follow. Rara underscore 24. Thank hey, you. what's up? How's it hanging? Uh, of course, all of this is being brought to you by our friends and family at Podcast Network Asia. We are celebrating our first anniversary, by the way, this Friday. So... Uh, if you guys want to check out kung nanalo ba kayo dun sa ating promo that we've been talking about Amen. on the show, we'll be announcing that on Friday night. In fact, lahat ng mga, uh, lahat ng mga shows ng Podcast Network Asia will be part of that huge event on Friday night. Siyempre, kasama rin ng Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I think our our segment is going to be alongside the underpaid podcast. So, sina Stanley Chi, Makoy Pare, and the rest of the gang. Uh, sila yung kasama natin on Friday night. Also, right? guys, and, tomorrow... Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow thanks, thanks for reminding me. Uh, we also have uh, a, a session with the Cool Pals. We'll be going up against our friends Jam and Dapsky of the local Locas. We're playing. I, I've never met Dapsky, so like uh, this this will be our first eyeball. But I mean, I have it on good authority. I have it on good authority that Locas are scared of the upcoming uh, quiz night fight. Game show, but yes. Cool game show. Yes. We'll be playing some family feud right here on Kumu tomorrow mm. 9 p.m. So you mga cool pal jan. Oh, kaila kasi ng local locals that they have the uh, they have the ace in jam alas pero alas namin si Chino Liao pare. <laughs> Oh my god, look at this cute person listening to this podcast, oh. Right? So cute, grave. Good job to your parents, ha? By the way, this is Jam. And this is Dapsky. You like podcasts, right? Check ours out. We talk about... Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. Local music. Overthrowing evil overlords. Butts. Space. Witches. Space witches. <laughs> 
denial. Cats. Dogs. Cats and dogs. So if that floats your boat or flies your spaceship, check it out online and join us at Local Locus PH everywhere on social media. Pwede rin wag kasi lately nagkahanap kami ng kaaway. Sorry, Podcast Network Asia. <laughs> All right, uh, back to wrestling talk. Let's talk about NXT and let's talk about Pat McAfee because goddamn, that was one hell of a match. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Um, I- I'm gonna say it. I-, I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. You don't always have to have like a one-hour Broadway or all of the spot fests and all the long-term stuff to put on a good match. Sometimes really good character work and guys playing their roles well is enough to deliver a classic match. And Pat McAfee and Adam Cole proved that right here. It also really helped that Pat McAfee is uh, insanely more athletic than we realize an NFL punter is. So it really, I, it was eye-opening for me to know that, oh, this guy could do backflips. Uh, this guy, I, I know that he's athletic enough to, to wrestle, but I didn't know he could do all of that. I am just confused by how strong they made Pat McAfee look in this match. Like, like, is he going to wrestle full-time? Is that why they showed him off this way? Is it because they wanted to give Adam Cole a better match? Why is, why is this match good? Like, it had no, <laughs> it had no right to be this good. It's a function of NXT TakeOver. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Oh, that's too much to the TakeOver. He may say something to that against Triple H. It might also mean that Pat McAfee would come back for another, you know, for another match. And I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, the the rumor and innuendo is that uh, Pat McAfee is taking this really seriously, and that he might be um, doing this for for the considerable future on NXT. So yon yun na lang ang antabayan na natin. Uh, Pat McAfee, props props to him. Um, and anything else from Takeover that you guys want to focus on before we talk about the returning WWE superstar for this week's episode? Nah, not really. Uh, it's been a run-of-the-mill takeover, actually. For for the thirtieth takeover, it really wasn't all that uh, newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, congrats to Damian Priest, though, your new North American champion. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was his match to lose. So, shots to him. Wait, I predicted Damian Priest, right? Yeah, yeah I, I also predicted Damian Priest. Both of you predicted Damian Priest. Right, right. So yeah, uh, congrats to Damon Priest, the biggest chat around. Uh, really love that celebration <laughs> with the champagne and the hot tub and the women in bikinis. Um, uh, pretty much how I would celebrate too if I were in his position. So yeah, uh, I approve. Um, but okay, you know why I mean, all belts scale, man? That's what you chat. Oh, I'm not going to get Chino. Never mind then. Forget I brought it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let, let's talk about the returning Wade Barrett, who's gonna be on NXT this yes. week. I I don't know how this happened. I don't know why this is happening. But I'm a huge Wade Barrett fan, so I'm all for it. Is it Wade? Wasn't Wade yeah, Barrett doing a commentary on uh, NWA? Correct yes, he was. Uh, that he was his job recently after Jim Cornette was thrown out or after he resigned. And uh, since NWA basically died after, uh, along with COVID, um, apparently he's not doing anything. And there's a kind of a power vacuum because in NWA right now. So I don't know what it means exactly for the company, but apparently he's a free agent now. 
I mean, that's why we also saw people like Thunder Rosa make her yeah, AEW on, debut. Maraming NWA guys on Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Moved to AEW. So now we get. Now we get. I actually watch Dark now for some reason. Like it's on my. It's on my YouTube digest. <laughs> That's why I do that. I'm a dark guy. I love it. I am a all dark right, guy. All right, so, all right. You, so, so, so now I like. I like. I love with that. Bad news, bad to me. Was such a wasted opportunity to take it. Sorry. Same, same. Because every time he comes out, it's like he's doing a monologue. It's like he's doing his an opening set for something. It's like he's just. He's such a. He's such a lovable a hole. Like you want to cheer with this love of video because he's telling you the truth, right? And whenever he says something so cringy, I just love it. So I want more of that wave um, on the NXT panel. Right? I want to answer to answer Kevin Jimenez's question on the comment section. So Wade Barrett is returning to uh, NXT just for a night, but it could definitely mean that he could come back for more for longer. We don't know yet. It depends on how it comes off uh, tomorrow. The problem with this is that um, it kind of makes you feel bad for Nigel McGuinness. Uh, is he? I'm not sure if he is US right now or in the UK. But um, if you have enough resources to bring in Wade Barrett, then I think you have had enough resources to keep uh, McGuinness on the payroll. So I don't know why they couldn't bring him back for this. I feel like Wade was in the U.S. this whole time, right? Yeah, right? yeah. And and Nigel might be in the U.K. I guess. Right? So I guess. So I guess it's easier to get Wade than to get Nigel. Would that be a thing? Siguro, if he wasn't in the U.S., that that's the only I would forgive. I just signed. Yeah, I was right? thinking like, that if yeah, he was in Canada. Okay. Because I mean, they have the same problem with William Regal, who hasn't been on TV. Since before the start of, pen, of the pandemic, the map say William Regal is a fan in the UK. Yeah, uh, I I think you can kind uh, kind of tell them based on his house, right? Like with a with a grandfather clock. Uh, no, sorry, that that's yeah. a British stereotype joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Um. So uh, uh, just to wrap a bow around the the Wade Barrett talk. I'm excited for this. Um, I I want to see it turn into something more. I want to see it into I I want to see it turn into regular appearances for Wade Barrett in whatever capacity. If he wants to usurp the power from William Regal, yeah, sure, go right ahead. Okay, lang din, you know. Uh, Regal has been GM of NXT for what six years. He was, this, this, uh, I think, the second only. After JBL, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. sorry, the third, Dusty. Third, after, yeah, yeah. Dusty. So it's JBL, Dusty, JBL, and then William Regal, right? So it's only yeah. three. Three GMs, about our new phrase would do the good. Yeah, so there. I'm really excited for Wade Barrett. Okay, uh, we've got a couple last topics to talk about before we get on out of here. So how about one more round of shout-outs from our uh, viewers and listeners on Kumu? Meta Pabachino. Yeah, a lot of them just joined us on this stream. Hello to Ed Bram Bamies. Hello to Kinahot19. DGO. Of the East 21. Hello to you as well. JC Lanza, Tita Chan, Charles Nam, uh, Jerby 05, Bartholio 88, C BZ, Cornbits. Hello to all of you. Thank you for no, joining us. No, no. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. 
Okay, uh, last WWE talk point before we move on to AEW. NXT UK is back. They announced that over the weekend, the takeover. And I was pretty hyped watching yung, yung video, like seeing the familiar faces like Wo- uh, Volta announcing his return. Uh, Shampre si Kaylee Ray, Ginny, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, uh, Gallus minus the coffee brother na my allegations. What's in the video? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm excited to see them come back. I'm, I'm really happy for NXT UK na, you know, they've finally been able to make it work kasi medyo weird rin na, ano, na sobrang tagal nung lull. Uh, especially since I guess I've been looking for other content to watch and for some reason I just really wanted to watch uh, Walter and uh, Dragunov. So, yun. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes out on that one. Yep, okay. Yep, I agree. Let's talk about AEW. Nabanggit na ni Chino kanina that Thunder Rosa has uh, made her AEW debut at least in a backstage segment where uh, she took the NWA Women's Championship tapos she challenged uh, Hikaru Shida for All Out. So, um, for those of you who may be wondering where you've seen Thunder Rosa other than NWA, she was actually Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground. So, what do you guys think about this, this matchup for All Out? Because for me, uh, I think this was a move brought about by all the injuries to the other stars of the women's division like Chris Statlander and Dr. Britt Baker? Uh, great move because Thunder Rosa has had a bit of buzz in, uh, in the indie scene. So she's done a good job of promoting herself on social media. So it, it's a good thing women's division. bring up the challenger for Hikaru Shida. So and now it's not their fault because people have been injured. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Now, now that feeling ko magkara heel turn eh, <laughs> heel turn yung Jurassic Express. <laughs> and then, Why? Ka- Why? So, so that Cobra Moon can be reunited with the lizard <laughs> <laughs> and the that, that snake, snake factor. See, si Luchasaurus. Uh, oh, Vibora, Vibora. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Vibora and Cobra Moon get reunited with. Who's the other guy? Si Daga. Daga. Oh, yung Joa ni Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. I love Cobra Moon slash Thunder Rosa. Paid attention to her ever since I saw her on Lucha Underground. Um, it, it's a, it's nice that AEW stepped up with a champion versus champion match. Especially with a champion from a competing, should I say, uh, promotion. Because that's one thing AEW can do. It's they can take wrestlers from other promotions and put them on their show. They don't have the same restrictions that the WWE has. So I hope down the ways we get more of this. Maybe it's just them testing the waters for working with other promotions. I'd say, fingers crossed, and JPW, maybe, right? That's a possibility. Or other promotions elsewhere. I, I, I love it. I love the idea. Yeah, great move on their end. Um, another great move on their end is Brody Lee uh, winning the TNT Championship. So I, I thought, obviously, the the biggest moment coming out of the weekend edition of Dynamite. And if you look at the rumor and innuendo behind the scenes, um, it, it was done for many different reasons. The biggest one being that Cody was written out so that he can film Heels, that new series on stars that is starring Stephen Amell. Yeah, uh, there are also rumors, little murmurs on the internet that are saying that Cody actually wants to turn heel when he comes back from that doing that thing. So maybe it's something we see down the road, maybe not. But as far as 
Brody Lee win, winning. It's just a, it's such a compelling moment for the Dark Order because it gave them teeth. Um, if you've watched the whole segment, you see the Dark Order just destroy, destroy the whole Nightmare family up to a point where Anna Jay herself just choked out Brandy Rhodes. So brown, I loved it. I loved it so yeah, much. Yeah, show, show. It's just such a show of dominance. Just such a show of force by the Dark Order, and I loved it because you now, now you're actually afraid of the Dark Order. You know, now they're not just a cult. They're a cult that didn't actually get things done. So I loved it. I, I just wish that they did this before uh, Brody Lee challenged John Moxley. Because hey, um, now you have this weird partner. Brody Lee gets built up and then he drops off after losing to John Moxley. Then he gets built up again. Sana upward battle. Like they didn't, um, they didn't make Brody lose until you know such time that he had to lose. He just, he just made him keep winning and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Ro here. Sayang nga yung momentum ni Brody, diba? Uh, would have been nice if it was an upward mo- uh, upward trajectory until uh, necessary. But, you know, uh, we're here. Um, they've done what they've done. So, um, th- there's there's not really much that they can do other than to keep building up the Dark Order, diba? Uh, so, yeah. Um, how about that that Mimosa Mayhem match that Jericho and Orange Cassidy put together? <laughs> So, so on, until now, Chris Jericho is still bringing up the fact that he yeah. innovated money in the bank. I, I'm I'm not sure kung shabat talagang legit na nagcreate nung behind the scenes, but you know, on screen, of, on screen it is, sure. Yeah, on screen yeah, no. in canon, it was Chris Jericho's yeah. idea. So, parang 15 years later, oh, I'm innovating another match, Stadium Stampede, and then I have another one, Mimosa Mayhem. It's, I I love it. Um, I I think it's peak ka- uh, kagaguhan. And that, that's what Jericho and Cassidy are doing right now. It looks like they're having fun, and I'm having fun uh, watching it as long as Jericho doesn't get COVID from the Sturgis rally and passes it on to Orange Cassidy. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this turns out. Yeah, I, I, I love how Jericho, a tenured vet, is willing to do this silliness this deep into his career. Like, you think he got it out all of, he got it out of the system when he was best friends with Kevin Owens, but nah, apparently he has more. <laughs> he did the thing with Matt Hardy where he tried to bribe a drone. That was hilarious. I love that part. And then now he now he's just doing a, a champagne orange juice match. It's it is nobody's could ever think of this. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I like what AEW is doing here where they're pairing up these younger talent with these vets, these legends, basically. Orange Cassidy and Jericho, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. There's actually a tables match. Um, scheduled for the next episode of Dynamite Which is gonna air Friday Manila time Instead of its normal Thursday Manila time spot Again, because of the NBA playoffs So sino mag adjust Wrestling, wrestling mag adjust uh, But yeah, you know um, I, I think it's a step in the right direction Because uh, the vets are actually learning From the younger talent As Jericho himself has said in an interview And syempre, when you're a younger uh, younger wrestler Like a Sammy Guevara or a private party And you're working with Matt Hardy how can you not learn from somebody that experienced? Mm, no, no. Exactly. Uh, even in the Yeah, exactly. Even in a manager capacity where you have Jake Roberts uh paired with Lance Archer, and um, other guys like like Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard. Even FTR in, and Tully Blanchard. Exactly. Even in that capacity alone, it's enough for you as a rookie. To learn to be under the learning tree of an established 
vet, di ba? Just imagine the stories, imagine the tips that they could give you. Di ba? Imagine the things that you can actually learn while being with them, while being able to talk to them. So parang iba yung iba, that's the good thing about what AEW is doing. Um, yeah. My take naman on it is that as a wrestler, while yes, I agree that it's best to learn from the vets, um, the fact is that AEW is doing this so much about everyone, their uh, every young talent they have. Na naging medyo stereotypical now of AEW to pair everyone with a with a, with with a veteran. So it it kind of is homogenous when you think about it. I don't know how to fix it or if it should be fixed. Parang uh, they're hanging on to the star power of their older talent, which is something they should do in the mind. But I don't know if they should just if they should be relying on this so much that I don't know if it's actually right now. But you can feel I, it. Right? I feel, yeah, but I feel like that's AEW's strength, eh? relying on nostalgia. Like that's it, it was clear in their mission statement even before their very first Dynamite. They were actually after that lapsed fan market. The fans that tuned into WCW okay, okay. stopped watching wrestling when WCW went off the air. That's why they got Tony Schiavone, Shivani. That's why they got Taz. That's why they got JR. Because they were after that market of that gap of fans that didn't care so much for the current wrestling product or the WWE product and want that old school nitro feeling. And you kind of get the sense of that with what they're doing here. But they're relying okay. heavily. They're leaning into the nostalgia, yes, but if you're a guy who likes that, then that works. Hi, ako si Nonong Balinay. Ako si GB Labrador. At ako naman si James Karan. And welcome, welcome to, to the Kuhas! Uy, taka lang! Ano ka ba hindi natin show to? Huh? Ini-invite oh, lang natin sila. Yun naman pala. Ang show na ito ay para sa mga cool pals na hindi cool pals. Pwede nyo rin kami pakinggan sa aming podcast sa Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast at iba pang platforms. At kung pinagtawalan mo si James dahil mali ang pronunciation niya, kupal ka! I didn't know that about their their marketing strategy. So thanks for bringing that up. Because now that you mention it, then you know it does fall in line with what they oh, should. Oh, I, I totally forgot about that, or I never heard of that before until now. <laughs> I read it. I read it somewhere. That's which is why their their uh, commentary team is so uh, old. old school. Yeah, old school. Fitting. Yeah. You know what that proves, Chino? Na go homework ka pala. Uh, ano naman talaga ako eh. I, I pay attention to this. <laughs> Alright, uh, last thing we can touch on is um, the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament. So congratulations to Diamante and Ivelisse for winning against the Nightmare Sisters. Um, You also had Troll Guerrero getting trotted out as the ring announcer. And uh, Medusa, Alundra Blaze, uh, was also trotted out there to present the trophy to Diamante and Ivelisse. So, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I, I never really stay, um, paid attention to the tournament. I, I told myself that I would. I just wasn't able to. So, yun, um, kaya I guess the win doesn't mean as much to me. Um, it's only because I'm a fan of Ivalice dating back to her days in Lucha Underground. Na parang, oh, yeah, cool. Nanalo sila. Alam mo yun? Um, I, I did notice na Ivelisse looks a bit more spry than she used to uh, back in her Lucha Underground days. So, you know, uh, good for her. 
and and Dami 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 as well. Dami yeah, Dami yeah. Yeah, yep. I like I like the new talent they brought uh, out and uh, showcase. Um, you got to see Nicole Savoy, aka Lil Spoon, gave her praises in the previous episode. You also got to see Mel, uh, not HR Mel, but Mel, the metal chick with the bald head and the six foot figure. Uh, that was impressive as hell. Um, and you also got to see Arian Andrews, aka Cameron from Ooh. the Lucha Lucha. Uh, Funkadactyls, there we go. I was going to say Luchadactyls. That doesn't make sense. Funkadactyls make her AEW <laughs> debut. But they they Conchi is also there. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. you got to see more women's talent in the ring, and that's always good. Yeah, so now yeah. it translates to more of these women having a lot of uh, regular positions on Dynamite. Uh, it could really, really help the women's division. Mm hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about NJPW really quickly before we get out of here. And yes, we didn't si Dominic Mysterio. We'll save him for the pick of the week because Ro has thoughts on that. Uh, Alan Lagman is saying that the final for uh, KOPW in New Japan has been set. Yeah, that's right. So they've already closed the polls on the stipulations for King of Pro Wrestling. If you remember, we talked about that a few weeks ago, I think, when we had uh, Casey Montero on the show. So we know that Okada versus Yujiro is going to be a one-on-three handicap match. That's kind of weird. Wow. No, 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 no. I believe that those are the the but they're the the stipulations they're bringing to the table. Yes. So meron na may may lang stipulations. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah. So these are what I'm what I'm uh, reading off of right now. So Okada versus Yujiro is going to be a one-on-three handicap match. So that who gets is the who gets Okada won the stipulation. Uh, okay. So who gets the yeah. three? Okada gets two other guys? No, Yujiro gets two other guys. Okay, okay, okay. The idea, the story is that Yujiro wants to bring Okada down to his level. Ah, and his right, level right. is the level okay, of the jobbers. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so it's probably Chase Owens, Yujiro, yeah. and some other guy. And LP. Right. Yeah. Uh, the next you've got Toriyano versus Bushi, and the, uh, the the fan vote goes to Yano. It's gonna be a two count pinfall match. <laughs> uh, so two out of three. <laughs> no, two, two count, count lang. As in one. Wow. Two, three, <laughs> <laughs> Again, classic Yano. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And then uh, Sanada and Show they already agreed to have a submission match, so walang fan vote for that one. And then finally, uh, Des- El Desperado has a match against Kojima, and it's going to be a no finishers allowed match. Hey, practically like every it. match, every finish that ends a match, every move that ends a match is a finisher. Also, that stipulation <laughs> is very uh, here comes the pain. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, very oh, PS2. it's like a very PS2 stipulation. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, Dave Scott over on the comments is pointing out that Yujiro's partners could be Jado and Gedo. Oh, no, no. I, I, I did not uh, think about that. Club. Yeah, okay, right, club. right. So there, uh, th- those are those are pretty fun uh, stories to watch out for on the New Japan side of things. Uh, basically, your thoughts namin for now is uh, some of them are pretty funny, some of them are kind of weird, uh, but if you have other thoughts, you can actually hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter, at Roizwar, at Chino Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. All right. One thing, uh, pala, one thing pala from New Japan, uh, which we which we glossed over this weekend, is that congratulations to Kenta, who won New Japan. Oh, yeah. Thank USA. you. Oh, hey, uh, congrats. 
he is the challenger for John Moxley. I don't know when that's happening. Uh, someone in the comments could probably enlighten us. Um, but we know Moxley and Kent are both in the U.S., so that's uh, that could happen anytime soon. Ah, okay. Because I thought 2022 No, no, no. Kent is in the U.S. He's stuck okay. there too. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, part of Kenta's promos include uh, him addressing the long hair shab because he doesn't like American barbers. And he can't <laughs> wait to go back to Japan to have his hair cut by a Japanese barber. I'm not kidding. So, <laughs> so yeah, congratulations to Kenta. All right, let's get to our picks of the week. And if you're new to the uh, new to the show, new to the streams, then this is the part where we give you one match you should absolutely watch if you only have time for like 15 to 20 minutes of wrestling for the rest of your work week. Um... I'm going to let Rose start here because we haven't already pick niya. All right, so my pick of the week is Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. It is better than I expected, and it's, it should be because Dominic has been training for a couple of years now. He hasn't had the same kind of experience that uh, you know, other, you know, other newbie wrestlers have. He hasn't been tried and, tra- tried and tested in the, in the indie scene. But uh, he doesn't have, I mean, he can ask for no better, you know, person than Seth Rollins. And I really believe that they made the most out of that. It was such a good story match, if you will. And um, Eddie would be proud. His real father, Eddie, would be proud of that match. <laughs> oh, wait, I have thoughts on that. Because I remember 15 years ago, uh, Dominic's custody was on the line at SummerSlam. Eddie was the heel, who was supposedly his real father. And then 15 years later, oh, I have warm feelings towards this madman. I'm going to do his finisher at SummerSlam. Uh, <laughs> he, finally under, he finally appreciated his real father. Yeah. <laughs> they actually brought that storyline up. That's what's fun. Yeah, messed up about this whole thing. They brought it up before the match started. It's like, no, but they circumstances why that match came about and that it was about his custody in the first place. Uh, <laughs> like they used oh, it WWE. As, they used it as a foundation without mentioning, ah, hindi niya pala tatayan. So technically, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. <laughs> oh, WWE never changed. Um, okay, so now Seth and Dominic are probably moving on to a feud with Retribution. And uh, based on um, rumors on the internet, the members of Retribution that are in Rose's background are Caden Carter, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, and Dominic Dijakovic. I don't see any six foot people. Yeah. Oh, nasa gitna. Yung pinakamalaki. Because Dio Madden isn't on a cruiserweight either, diba? So malaki din. Yeah. Yung nasa left nung pinakamalaki, yun daw si Dio Madden. The, the black, the black, the all black get-ups made them look really small. Yung, yung mga women, medyo maliit na nga. Nagmukhang mas maliit pa sila. Yeah, yeah I, so, I actually, I think in one shot from not this week, but last week, few Ross ago, maybe. I saw the girl's eyes and I'm pretty sure that was Chelsea Green's eyes. Um, just because her her eye makeup is very distinct. You know, yeah, so yeah. Even, even with Chelsea Green. Yeah. yeah. Even through the hood, you could you could pretty much tell that was Chelsea Green. 
So kung yung nga, if if uh, these six members of Retribution are who we think they are, then it's probably gonna be the first stable or faction in WWE with male and female members in a very long time, probably since Right to Censor or since Invasion and Alliance. Like since society. 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 No, 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 no. As in male and female members, plural. Oh, okay. Okay. Right to Censor only had Ivory. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm mistaken. Then yeah, uh, Invasion and the Alliance. You know, two decades, yeah. basically. Manalaman, manalaman natin uh, on Sunday kung sila I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that it's Sundays when we find out who these people are. Like, I'm pretty positive that it's not a coincidence that retribution has the same meaning as payback. So, like, come on, come on, <laughs> that's the only reason you have these guys not appear on SummerSlam and then possibly appear uh, cause hell on payback. Uh, to answer, answer yeah, on Adam's question, Son and Dam, Son Adam's question on Kumu, not the Kodakai. The Kodakai is not one of the people rumored to be on Retribution. So I think she's still busy with Raquel Gonzalez because they're on NXT. I think they got these guys who weren't really doing anything on NXT proper. If it is Caden Carter, then congrats. We have another Pinoy on the main roster. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's, That's right. At the Caden. All right. Uh, I, I guess the question na lang is who's going to be their leader? Uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna pull off a big swerve now, oh, si Keith Lee pala leader nila or I don't know <laughs> some, some some random main si, roster person is their leader. Si Rusev yung leader nila. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would watch that though. I would definitely watch. I would, if, if, if it is Rusev, God, I would I would mark out so much. Yeah. He deserves the that would be great. That that would be great. All right, Chino, what's your pick of the week? You can actually go first because I changed my pick. Okay, uh, my pick of the week is Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole because it just really blew all of our expectations away. And sadly, yun din yung peak ng Takeover Thirty. Like it started off great with Balor and Thatcher, tapos nag uh, level up nung ladder match, and then nung dumating na Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, sobrang hype na ako, nagsprak na ako, tapos pinalat after that. Pff. So. Uh, that, that was kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, uh, McAfee, Adam Cole was definitely a takeover-worthy match. And I, w- I would call that the match of the night from that show. Uh, okay. Before I get to my pick, a few guys on Kumu are saying, Baka si Wade Barrett, uh, Nello, <laughs> and Green Archer Boy 13 are saying Wade Barrett. And Sonadam is saying anybody but MVP. So <laughs> I don't think it's MVP. Guys, no, MVP has his yeah. own stick to buy yeah, business. No, he has his own thing now. Uh, my pick of the week actually goes to AEW, particularly Matt Jackson <laughs> making fun of Candy Orphan. That joke about Not that. But that's also, <laughs> worth, that's also worth talking about because it's so petty. I love it. I love when these millionaires just become so petty. Just like, like you guys are rich. Why are you doing this? But. My actual pick is going to the Dark Order, um, destroying, just flat out destroying uh, the Nightmare Family. It was such a show of force. I love it. Sana ginawa na retribution yet, but no. They have no, they destroy- did. They destroyed the Mysterio Family. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say they just resorted to spray painting the ring, but okay. Yes, okay. I forgot they beat up the Mysterio Family. 
But yeah, so Dark Order. All right. So there you have it. Uh, those are our picks of the week. And if you if you have any picks that you want to show us, lalo na yung mga hindi namin napag-usapan this week between WWE and AEW, uh, send them our way, whether on Kumu, diba? you're following us already, you're already commenting anyway. Send them to us or um, after the stream, hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod, at Chino Supersized, at Roiswar, at underscore Stancy. You know, we have all the time in the world for this uh, fresh wrestling content. Like, I'm trying to get back into NXT UK. Ro, what other wrestling stuff are you trying to get into? Uh, no, I'm trying to keep up with uh, everything I could because I, I kind of stopped a little bit. So I'm trying to watch as much as I could because uh, I'm actually starting to enjoy it again. Especially now with the, the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Chino, you go. I am, actually, I am actually working on the indie uploads. Working my way through the, the ICWs, the IPWs, the... Uh, evolves that have been uploaded on the network. Medyo madami siya, guys. Medyo, the VXW, medyo mahaba yung mga shows. So it's like, ha- hashtag homework. Uh, a lot of homework. Sobrang solid right. mga uploads na yun ng ICW and Evolve because you have um, so many different names just passing through those promotions. ICW alone, uh, that one time that I watched them, I, I was able to catch Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull and Drew McIntyre and Killian Dane all on the same card. So that was just one show. Imagine yung, yung archive na in-upload nila sa WWE Network. So there. So the, right. Yeah, the best of Drew McIntyre is still worth watching. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you recommend ko out of all of that. All right. Uh, with that, we got to say thank you to everybody who joined us on the live stream tonight, both on Facebook and on Kumu. Really appreciate you guys making it rain. And... Uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're loving the things we're talking about, please keep tuning in. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And if you're tuning in just right now, you can catch the full audio-only version tomorrow afternoon on Spotify and all of your other favorite podcast platforms, right? So just look for us, The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, so yeah, let's get the last shout-outs on Kumu before we get to our announcements from Babyface producer Nikai. Yeah, all right, so a lot of guys are actually making themselves known. Sabini, uh, who's this? Sabini Sonadam. What about the NXT title match? That was actually my original pick of the week. Um, I had to change it just because I was more impressed by the Dark Order match. That was also a pretty good match. Uh, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross reminded me a lot of the Attitude Era for some reason. Like the, the, the basic good versus evil matchup. So I love that as well. Alvin Melo says, uh, referring to Adam Cole, Pat McAfee, that was a great match, one of the greatest celeb matches ever. Do you guys agree? Uh, Nasa yeah, yeah. level siya ng Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah. So yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would actually even argue that Pat McAfee uh, put Stephen Amell to shame. Just Oy, much, man. No, I will not much, tolerate that slander, sir. How much work that Pat McAfee put into this? God, guys. I didn't see Stephen Amell take a Canadian destroyer. Dude, like, Stephen Amell went through a table on the floor from the top uh, rope. Are you kidding me? He got a concussion and he was in the middle of season 7 or 8 of Arrow. What are you talking about? But Pat McAfee flipped the off the top rope. But did he I go agree. through a table? Did he go through a table? He did not will, go through a table. I will agree to disagree. Anyway, sabi <laughs> Oh, Green Archer Boy 13 following us. Thank you for all the follows, guys. 
Ang daming wrestling fans Kevin. sa Kumu. Sabi ni, sabi ni Rafael Morales, how to join in WWE? What age to join in WWE? Alvin Mello, I have been watching the indie shows in the network as well. Thanks, guys. And sabi niya, better than Bigelow LT. Uh, that's, that was an old school reference to a football player. So uh, those are all our shout outs. Thank you, everybody, for tuning all right. in. Kevin Jimenez wonders who the retribution members are. We just literally talked about them before this. See, see Rusev, see Zack Ryder, Tado, Okay, uh, before we get out of here, let's have Babyface producer Nikai show us the prizes we are giving away on Friday night. Bilang tonight is our last day for submission of raffle entries for our Kubu giveaway courtesy of Podcast Network Asia. So again, in first prize, you've got the iPad Pro 2020 up for grabs. Second prize, you've got the DG Osmo Pocket. And third prize, we have five winners of the AirPods 2. So lahat yan, papamigay namin on Friday night. And you can catch us as early as 7, 7.30 p.m. on on Podcast Network Asia, both on Facebook and on Kumu. So we're going to be parang awards night talaga na may, ano pa kami, may shift pa kami and everything. So we're going to be oh, hooking yes. up with our friends from the Underpaid Podcast to present our winners on Friday. So we'll see you also, then. It, so also, because usually on uh, any sort of big event by the network, we get uh, lumpia, right? But since we can't really do that right now, we have to give away digital lumpia in the form of AirPods and yes. and iPod and, yes. and iPads, rather. Sorry. So I hope you guys can join us because it's going to be fun. Lahat ng, yeah. lahat ng podcasts are going to be on there, and tomorrow sure. as well. Tomorrow as well, 9 p.m. on the Cool Pal Street. Yeah, tomorrow on the Cool Pal Stream, we're going to be joining the local locas. It's going to be a family feud style of quiz night. It's going to be the three of us uh, taking on Jam Alas and Dapsky Zaiko of the local locas. So join us for that. Uh, that's going to be super, super uh, enjoyable. I can feel it already because we're going to kick some loca butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for following us and for joining us tonight. On behalf of my co-hosts Romaran and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much. Keep following us. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Wear your face shields. And peace out, everybody. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.